Hi, this is Jen Evangelista from graceandcolor.com, and today we're going to be um, talking about prayer. What is prayer and why do we pray? This is the first of a three-part series on prayer, um, and uh, it can be found on the Grace and Color blog. So most of us have a general understanding of what it means to pray, and if we're Christians, we also know how important it is to pray. But I'm just as guilty as anyone of failing frequently in this particular discipline in this area of my life. Um, so we're going to get back to the basics here and try to define prayer. And we're going to settle down on an understanding of a few basic and biblical reasons why we must pray. So the definition of prayer. Merriam-Webster defines the word pray in this way. To speak to God, especially in order to give thanks or to ask for something. And this is not bad. It's pretty basic. It's not quite enough, though. St. Therese of Lusseau, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I'm honestly not sure. Um, she was a saint that lived in um, a long time ago, the 1500s, I believe. Anyway, she has said that for me, prayer is an aspiration of the heart. It is a simple glance directed to heaven. It is a cry of gratitude and love in the midst of trial as well as joy. Finally, it is something great and supernatural with ex which expands my soul and unites me to Jesus. And this is beautifully said. There's a Puritan by the name of Arthur W. Pink who said that, quote, real prayer is communion with God so that there will be common thoughts between his mind and ours. What is needed is for him to fill our hearts with his thoughts, and then his desires will become our desires flowing back to him, end quote. Um, in Tim Keller's book um, by the same title, by the title Prayer, um, he states, prayer is both conversation and encounter with God. We must know the awe of praising his glory, the intimacy of finding his grace, and the struggle of asking his help, all of which can lead us to know the spiritual reality of his presence. So prayer is an amazing and an awe-inspiring thing, if we stop to think about it, because it's the opportunity for us to commune with an all-powerful, sovereign God. It is the created us speaking directly with the creator, God. And we can boldly come to the throne of God in prayer, even if we don't really have the words to say. Romans 8, 26 through 28, um, in those verses, we're encouraged that the Spirit will intercede for us when we don't know how to pray. Um, and the links to all of the verses that I mentioned here are in that blog post. Um, there's also a sermon in the blog post on graceandcolor.com. Um, that is uh, from my husband Brad at Cross Point Church, and it's on those particular verses, Romans 8, 26 through 28, and he really does a beautiful job clarifying that text for us in that sermon. So feel free to pop over there at any point and listen to that. You can download that sermon um, to listen to it as an audio as well, and it's also a video. Um, so feel free to do that when you have time. Uh, Psalms 55, 17 shows us that a heart of crying, um, the heart of crying out to God, um, it shows us the heart, sorry, of crying out to God uh, because the psalmist actually proclaims evening and morning and at noon I utter my complaint and moan and he hears my voice. So uh, even through our unspeakable groanings that are too deep for words, as Romans 8, 26 says, we can pray according to God's will because of the Holy Spirit. 
And that is a marvelous thing. Um, it is more than just a blessed opportunity. Uh, and it's so much more than that. So here's a couple of things about prayer. Number one, prayer is a requirement. Okay, so I can tell you were kind of tracking with me so far. And uh, now you're getting a little prickly. And I get it because we are strong. We are modern. I personally am an American, which, you know, makes me kind of even more entitled. Um, we are not to be told what to do, except that we really are. Because God has distinctly commanded in his word that we are to pray. In 1 Thessalonians 5.17, he tells us to pray without ceasing. In Ephesians 6.18, he admonishes us to pray for others. He says, pray at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Philippians 4.6 is clear because it mandates, do not be anxious for anything. And in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to God. So, let's step back and look at this a little more closely. Prayer is a duty of all Christians, for sure. But it is important that we don't see it as a legalistic box that must be checked. It is a duty that is necessary to our very spiritual lives. It is as essential a part of our day as eating or sleeping. John Piper says that prayer is... Quote, a duty the way a scuba diver has a duty to put on his air tank before going underwater. It is something he must do for sure, but he does it gladly because he knows it is essential to preventing him from drowning. So prayer is a requirement. The Creator God instructs us to commune with Him, but He instructs us to do that for our, the good of our souls and ultimately for His glory. And it is a blessed joy to follow this command. So number two, prayer is a responsibility. In some great mystery that is totally beyond my understanding, the sovereign ruler of the universe has ordained that prayer can cause things to happen. Again, on the website, there is a short video of John Piper who is expressing this and how the all-powerful God folds our prayers into his sovereign plan. Um, God has chosen to use our prayers to advance his kingdom and display his glory and so it stands to reason that it is our responsibility to actually obey his command to pray okay so number three prayer is a privilege Christ humbled himself to a death on the cross as an atonement for our sin he was sinless and yet he died and rose again to remove our sins and to substitute his righteousness in his place in its place so in the place of our sin we get his righteousness and 2 Corinthians 5.21 is the reference on that. We were dead, and now those of us in Christ have been made alive. We can stand in his presence because of the work on the cross. We are free to talk to our God all day, every day. And that is the privilege of prayer. Romans 8.15 tells us that because we are adopted into the family of God, we can cry out to him as Abba, Father. And he is a perfect father. Matthew 7, 9 through 11 discusses this a little bit. And it is an awe-inspiring joy to cry out to him as Abba Father. So in Psalm 61, the psalmist cries out to God and says, Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I call to you, but my heart is faint. Let me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, or lead me rather to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. So we can call out to God. We can pray. We can expect to Him to hear us. And we can expect for Him to be our refuge. 
Sometimes when I get a glimpse of this truth, it just, it, it kind of overwhelms me. It is such a beautiful truth. So I end with this. Jesus prayed. He prayed all the time, and he is our, our example. Um, Tim Keller summed it up beautifully in his book. Again, the same book. It's entitled Prayer, and there is a link to this book in the web post, uh, in the website post if you want it, or you can find it on Amazon or um, in your bookstores. And he says, quote, Jesus Christ taught his disciples to pray. He healed people with prayers, denounced the corruption of the holy temple, which he said should be a house of prayer. And he insisted that some demons could be cast out only through prayer. He prayed often and regularly with fervent cries and tears, and sometimes all night. The Holy Spirit came to him and anointed him as he was praying, and he was transfigured with the divine glory as he prayed. When he faced his greatest crisis, he did so with prayer. We hear him praying for his disciples and the church on the night before he died, and then petitioning God in agony in the Garden of Gethsemane, and finally he died praying, end quote. So Jesus prayed, and it is my duty, responsibility, and privilege to bring both my praise and petition before an almighty God as well. And this is why I pray.